Hello, Scotty. It's you have to, to mash the button, son. I have mashed the button. <laughs> well, how are you, Scotty? Are you celebrating newfound success? No. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. Next question. Until next time. <laughs> you take care. <laughs> then we'll get through the best episode ever. <laughs> Do you know that I've I've unearthed another partial listener? Somebody was willing to admit in public that they were a listener, but that they, they were not a successful continuous listener in recent times because of some either software failure or data failure. And we're talking, of course, about our best friend, Alexander Repti, in Germany, who, might I add, might I add, said that, that my pronunciation of Die Totenhosen was not bad. He said it, it, it could be improved. <laughs> no, he said it was good. He said it could be improved by making it more like the... the... All right, all right. No, stop, 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 stop. Okay, if, if, if you... Let, let's put this into context, yeah? If you were in, you know, your... You know, position, you know, annual review with your manager at work. And they said, John, this show you've done not bad. No, nope, no. Nope, nope, <laughs> how would you, nope. how would you rate that? I'm pushing back. <laughs> you, basically, you would say, Scotty. basically, you would say, Scotty. saying not Scotty. bad is a way of saying, Scotty. you are shite, but Scotty. we just don't want to tell you. Scotty, Scotty, I'm talking, reclaiming my time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a bullshy mood today, you, but you need, you're going to need to be harder than that. I, <laughs> Must not say she said that. Anyways, <laughs> no. First of all, a couple of things that in, I believe this is true. Um, this is my my feeble understanding of things. But there is a German phrase which I'm I almost I'm embarrassed to try, but something like "nicht so schlecht," which means like not too bad, not awful. Which on the German praise scale is equivalent to to Californian, oh my God, that's the best thing ever. So if we <laughs> if we do the translation, <laughs> not too bad is is perfectly is 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 perfectly acceptable. If not good, so that's the first thing. Second thing is you're being mean. Okay, over to you. See, see, it's 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 you know, Whenever you ask anyone in the UK, I was watching. Um, there's a British comedian called Bill Bailey. I don't know if he's big in the states. He's like a musician comedian. Uh, and I was watching him the other night on TV, and he was saying it's very British. Whenever you're, whenever you're asked how you are, the standard response is not too bad. Mm. Yeah, unless, unless, uh, um, you know, unless things are quite bad, in which case you might say, considering all things, afterwards as well. In which case he then goes into this long, absolutely the fire thing bombing about, of London. You've considered, you've considered all things, and he goes into like you know. Uh, the molecule and the atom and the space, you know, space program and <laughs> that does everything sound else good. in there. Yeah, but not too bad is a very British thing to say. So, John, um, you're you were not too bad. Well done. Thank you, Scott. Congratulations. Thank you. I celebrate, just like all Brits, we celebrate your mediocrity. <laughs> That's very good. Thank you. I think you should put that in the show notes. Well, Scotty, can I talk about my latest travails? John, hearing about your woes and sorrows would, would joy my heart. Okay, well, I want to joy the fuck out of your heart, so get ready. <laughs> There's your show title. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I was working on, on, a, on a tester application, as one does when you're working with, to try to work on something that needs to be isolated and you want to have a very fast development cycle. And this had to do with uh, doing keyframe animation when exporting a video. This is the long-running saga. Excuse me. And I had everything working just great. 
And then uh, in my test drop, I said, wonderful. Now it's time to bring this into the main app so that we can work, you know, go through a, a flow with a wider variety of inputs and, and really see how something feels. Um, and I'm so sad, Scotty. It's like everything that worked perfectly just it, it stopped it like and and the nature of av mutable composition is like it will just not render everything and, and and you'll be left scratching your heads like what happened and it all comes down to setting things up and making sure or hoping or believing praying that you have every bit of time set up exactly perfectly with no rounding errors and that there are no gaps in, in your composition and i have every reason to believe that because it was working fine in my tester app and then and usually one thing that happens with testing apps is that you may tend to kind of, you know, put things all in one class just because for, for speed's sake, you know, and so you, you may have, you may put all your, you know, you may put all your, your code in a single view controller because the view control, all it does is just basically hosting something that happens. You launch the app, view did appear, you go perform tests, you know, that type of thing. And then, then you then adapt it. And oftentimes what I'll do is just basically take a method, especially if I'm, if, if I'm testing something extension of something else, um, I may just, you know, create the methods in this class and, and then, and then copy and paste them into a new one. And that, and the fact that you can make that work to me is a sign of success that there's no dependencies on a thing that is a perfect function, perfect method that just takes all the input values and, and sends you back what you need to do or operates on the thing you pass in. So, um, and and this was solving a, a kind of regular problem that you have when you're doing video compositions. How do you freeze a moment in time, avoid having any, you know, black kind of, you know, em empty portions of your screen where, you you know, you'll have video, then a little, and then literally you'll have black black screen and then maybe go on to something else. So you need to cover the black screen with a, with a freeze frame of the actual video you're doing and then you made layer animation on top of that. And then meanwhile, you have an audio track going. So, you know, everything was, was happy. And, and then I put it into to, to my existing app. And all of a sudden, it, it stops the composition at the moment of the freeze frame. It doesn't hold the freeze. And, and the animation that's supposed to run on top of it is just nowhere to be found. And I was so sad, so sad, so sad, so sad. And I still wasn't able to figure it out yet. I may be sad next week. But at least I uncovered a, a cache of, of old Apple developer code. Which says, and, you know, because I, I was frantically searching, how do you debug mutable compositions? And and they basically say, yeah, well, here are the things that can cause problems, um, and you should just visualize them. And I'm thinking, okay, well, how do I do that? And so Apple provided a sample that you can give it a composition, and it will actually lay out the tracks, and then you can see if you're having these common errors. And unfortunately, the code is rather old, cold, uh, old, rather, rather, rather old, old, mold. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sold. Yeah, old code, old. Um, but anyway, um, so I now have to kind of adapt it a little bit because the sample was set up for, for an iPad and where you have lots of space and you have the composition running on top. And it's really clever. You basically can scrub through on the top and it will, you know, show the track be below. And it's funny. It's like I had mentioned earlier times that, that, that AV foundation is a, you know, it's a pretty old framework and it's incredibly powerful, but man, it, 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 the, the, the example code and the documentation, there's lots and lots of documentation that, that just documents the kind of the pure functionality of the different methods. But I think not a whole lot that shows how they work together. There, there are, you know, WWDC videos and then there's little bits and pieces here. And then there's this comprehensive book, but man, 
it's not easy to when 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 it gets down to the details, especially now in this debugging phase. Um, it's still going to be a little bit more painful. So all this to have said, I am now in the in 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 the weeds and in an unhappy place. And through the use through the concept of Schadenfreude, you should now feel better because you can take pleasure in in my misery. See, all you've made me do there, John, is feel old because I remember us uh, many 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 episodes ago. You know. Um, and I know it doesn't feel like this podcast is that old by we're on episode 280 something, but you know, when you have the distribution frequency that we've had at times, <laughs> we've been around a long time. And I remember us talking about how these like nice, nice new shiny frameworks oh, right. called AV Foundation <laughs> would, would, would make using things like core audio and, and everything a lot nicer and a lot easier. And there, uh, and now here you are calling the, you know, the beloved AV Foundation, this crusty old framework. Yeah, there we are. How, how your love dies. I know. Well, it's, it's, you know, I, I think in, in, in fairness, it is a tricky thing to do under any circumstances because you're basically asking, you're asking this API, the, the export tool to do something, and it's incredibly easy to ask it to do something that is effectively impossible to do. The problem is, is you're trying to do something without a visualizer for it, it's very difficult. So it's like, now I get it that in order to know how to program using AV Foundation, you need a tool that edits AV Foundation files. But that's the rub. It's like there's no, there, there is something that they did change. They basically said that this is part of the issue. It's like there are now all these tools that go out and, and edit compositions. Um, and yet there's no standard file format, but then they come back and said, well, actually there is, that's what a quick time movie is. It's really a container format, which has a bunch of instructions that says here are individual tracks and here's how you put them together. And so what they're kind of suggesting is that the interchange format for, uh, you know, for, for audio, uh, video compositions, audio video compositions could in fact be quick time movies. But, uh, that in some ways really isn't the case because if nothing else is like, that's, it's too late to, to, to suggest and make that happen in the industry in some ways. And that it, it can't capture everything that you could possibly do for, especially the, the most advanced high end stuff that you do for video editing, where you're doing like 3d effects, for instance, or that type of stuff. But for basic stuff, like here's multiple tracks and I'm going to fade between them and have different bits of audio going in and out. Um, that's one thing. But when it comes time for, for doing CA animation, where the sky's the limit and the types of things you can do, there's not a kind of a standard way of doing that. Maybe it's possible in the QuickTime format, but I don't think so. But it doesn't really matter because in the absence of that capability, all these tools exist out there and they had to they had to ship products that had to come up with their own format so i invest all this effort for example into into splice and i love it but i in a ways i i I can never leave the splice app because i have an investment already in it um and that's kind of troublesome but the same thing exists for 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 final cut or, or or imovie you know except for the fact that imovie is free with every mac and 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 iphone so it's tricky, but I will persevere. And, and my, my plan is next week to be able to say, woohoo, getting back to woohoo. Excellent. So next week's episode will be called John Goes Woohoo. <laughs> there is a cocktail, called a, wo- There's a cocktail called a woohoo, isn't there? I think so. No, I know there definitely is because I remember going into a, a restaurant that was uh, serving them with all of my, I call them my children, but they're all, they were all like 18, 20, whatever else. And, and they just really enjoyed shouting woohoo at the tops of their voices at waiters and waitresses to get more of them. And they got louder as the more of them they drank. Sounds perfectly <laughs> they British. Are. It is. Um, 
Okay, so uh, uh, we're here now at the end of March, coming up to the end of March, and so if things go as they have in the past, you know, um, uh, 10 years or so, uh, I think other than maybe once, um, we're probably somewhere between two and three months away from WWDC. And uh, John, what we normally do is the episode before WWDC, we say, what do you want to see at WWDC? And, you know, and of course, we then, you know, uh, spew out everything that everyone's already heard 27 times on podcasts over the last, um, you know, few weeks coming up to Dub Dub. So I think just for once in our lives, John, we should be ahead of the game. And so here we are in March, miles away. And I'm going to ask you, what do you want to see at Dub Dub DC this year? What is it you, I mean, not necessarily generally for, I mean, it could be generally just for the community because it would be great if Apple did ABC or, or, you know, what would make your job fundamentally better if they, if they did something, it could be just down to one thing and one framework, if you wish, what are you, what, what are you pining for? What keeps you awake at night thinking, I just hope they say. Gosh, I would say I'm pining for the fjords. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> the fjords? <laughs> We have to put show notes for that as well. You know, I, uh, gosh, I mean, on, on the one hand, obviously, I should say, well, I want all these kind of updated documentations on these frameworks. And and mostly in the case of, of a lot more sample code that's updated. Um, and, and this is, is something that happened in the whole world of, of QuickTime and AV in that, you know, this people have been doing this for a long time. QuickTime was invented way, way, way ago. It was absolutely way ahead of its time. It was the first thing of its kind to have a kind of an interchangeable standard container format for video and it made possible so many things apple invented you know streaming with hls for http live streaming that's what it, what it stands for netflix uses it. everybody and their mother uses it so you know apple has done such great things in this regard but precisely because it's so difficult i would love to see kind of updated sample code um for doing it, because I think that if, if Apple were to look back and, and, and say, wow, there's all this old code and it, it, you know, even to get it to run, it, it was kind of funny. The sample code required you to, to, it uses this old mechanism for saying, well, here's the iPad storyboard and here's the, the, the Mac one. I mean, sorry, you know, the, the, the iPhone one. Um, and so it's long in the tooth. You know, and it, it's also written in Objective C, which I don't have a problem with. But then now you go back to Objective C, it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna, you know, my my fingers are gonna, you know, fall over from fatigue for having to type everything. You know, once you type dot zero instead of cm time time zero whatever, uh, <laughs> you never want to go back. So if if they were to do that, I think that would be great. Um, but I think the other thing too is, you know, Apple has been so good at accessibility. And I think just keep pushing more and more of that, especially for things like voice control, because that is something that's very, very liberating. You know, there, there is voice control of the app, but that basically allows you, it's an adaptive technology for determining what things to tap um, to be able to say, okay, you know, scroll here, tap there, do this, select this. And it's very, it's very stepwise when in fact, all you really want to do is make the app work like magic. I mean, wouldn't it be great if every app you just kind of had like a walkie talkie push to function, you know, capability where you can say, I'm going to hold down this thing, just kind of like a walkie talkie. and I'm going to ask it to do what I need it to do. Um, and I think it's, te- it's probably technically possible to do now, but, uh, there is that tricky thing with voice control. If you anybody who's ever experimented with it knows that they may be in the process of doing something 
and they're speaking to their computer or their device, and all of a sudden somebody comes in the room, they start barking, and and then you have the the voice commands are basically kind of a mismatch of things, and, and it, it it doesn't work. Um, so I think more things uh, with, with that about kind of let's really step it up a notch and and take all the investments that are made in adaptive technologies for for apps, and and and. And once again, make them kind of universally uh, available and useful. And that's that's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of best practices encoded into into sample apps and a lot more kind of conceptual documentation and presentations than it is so much. Here's how to here's a, a documentation for the low level APIs. There, there's my speech. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think I think I'm hoping for a consolidation year. Um. Yeah, I think yeah. There, there's there's lots of niggles still in 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 quite a bit of stuff, and and, and I think um, I think over the last few years, Apple have got a lot better at updating things through the year. You know, we even see new features arrive during the year and different things now as well. So I think the whole if we don't get it, it dub dub or by time it gets released in whatever you know fall time frame that is. Um, yeah, it, it does go there, but I still think just. Just clean up will be very nice. Uh, you know, making things work a bit better, a bit more performance on some things. Although, if we haven't seen it before, Dub Dub, I would like to see the next phase of um, Apple Silicon hardware. Um, particularly because I think once we see the next, the next generation or the next release of stuff, we'll know where Apple are going. So, for example, if we get if we get the next one and it's like a bunch of iMacs and um, MacBook Pros that still have the M1 processor in, um, but just maybe some more memory and whatever else, then you know, we'll, we'll have a better idea of progression than if we maybe get the M2 or the M1X or whatever they're rumoring next. Um, and I think, you know, when you've only ever had the first of something, it's like, uh, um, you know, you're never quite sure where you where, where you sit. They always say, if like you're in a competition where people are doing a repetitive thing and then everyone's getting judged on the same thing, going first is terrible because there is no context for it. Um, so, yeah, so I'd like to see, because basically I want to know whether I should be buying a laptop soon or an iMac soon or both soon or whatever else. So that's purely from a, a selfish point of view. Yeah, but I'm just hoping we see, you know, obviously we're going to get some new frameworks, just new frameworks every year. It'll be, you know, it would be very strange to not have new frameworks. I I hope it's not just like, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are people out there who make good use of AR. And in the future, we're all going to be saying AR is normal. But, you know, and it makes an OK demo. But at the end of the day, you know, 99 people out of 100 don't use the AR frameworks or the whatever frameworks we, you know, we're, we're, we're putting out far more mundane software if you want me to don't mind me using that term where actually you know the fact that you know these he's been fixed these fixes in core animation or in these transformations or in you know the comp- these compiler errors are sorted out or this particular ex- xcode issue is sorted out you know they f- actually affect us far more than some flashy new virtual reality framework is going to i think or far more people so i'm i'm hoping it's the um it's the year of the everyday developer Wow, that where we'd be held up as well. Why not? Because everybody's celebrating, you know, critical key workers, um, the people without whom society simply does not function. So why can't we give a hand to the the the, the techniques, the the tools, the the whatnots, the bug fixes, without which nothing gets done? 
Scotty, you're like the 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 workaday software engineer hero. I can see you on kind of a, a red and black <laughs> poster somewhere in the, in the charred ruins of of downtown uh, whatever of, of central London. <laughs> downtown central, yeah, there we are. That's like I, I've always pictured myself that way, stood in the char. What would I be wearing? <laughs> I don't remember the charred remains of your clothes after the nuclear blast burned them onto you. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. So, anything else happened this week? I've yeah, I've been so busy this last week that um, uh, in, in sort of trying to juggle a hundred different things, and I've had uh, internet problems at home because my uh, uh, my router, or for American audience, must my router broke, um, and uh, I ordered a new one, and that didn't work, um, and so you know it's uh, you know it's been it's been a mess week. I have really I've read no blog posts, I've hardly seen any tweets. Um, I, I've not uh, been online much at all. I've not even watched the news. So as far as I'm, as far as I know, John, other than things still see, do seem to be outside my window, London could be charred ruins of nuclear holocaust by now, and, and this podcast is a waste of time. Um, so what else should I know, John? Edu- educate me. Well, Scotty, I don't know. <laughs> That's a way of saying, John, I've not really got anything else to say. You better say something else. No, no, no. I mean, well, I could say many other things, but that, that would be opening up a can of worms, you know. And as much as we kind of go far afield from the the, the nominal subject of, of software engineering for, for Apple platforms, you know, it's it's hard not to, to talk about things that are going on. So maybe I shouldn't. But, you know, when you think about you know, racist attacks that you're seeing in the United States and the whole issue of kind of to emerge from the pandemic and, and, and getting vaccination, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, 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 we would have to delve too deep into the all things consider section of, of everything else that's going on. So maybe best not. I think people who, who like to be informed are, are, are can be. Um, I can. Yeah, I, I I made that question far too broad. I, I I really meant, is there anything going on in the tech world I should know about? Right. <laughs> but there we are. We ended up on the, an extension, ex, ex, an, a bigger basis. <laughs> okay, the words won't come out of my mouth today. Ah, uh, so it's a yeah. As I said, it's um, you, you know what it's like when you're just working all the time and you you're doing lots of things, but it just because you're you're spreading them out over the place, it just feels like you're making no progress. Um. And stuff, and you think, is this this bit of this project ever going to end? Am I ever going to get this bug fixed? Am I ever going to get this feature done? That's what my sort of my my week's been like, and it's actually quite hard to, you know, I don't know about you, but um, when you're in that mode, it becomes mentally draining very very quickly, and obviously, the more mentally drained you get, it then gets harder, and it becomes like this this like cycle of you know everything you're doing getting slightly the mud that you're wading through is slightly deeper. And you know the right thing to do is to just step away, um, you know, take a day off or do something to, you know, to, to press the reset button. But, you know, you just know that if you step away and take the day off, all you'll be doing is thinking about all the all the bugs you're not fixing or all the features you're supposed to have in by the end of the week and you're, and you're, and you're not doing. But by not taking that day off, you know that you're actually even less likely to get them done. And it's like, um, you know, it, it's almost a, a you know a catch 22 in there do you you know do you ever find yourself in that sort of position and you know if you do how do you how do you approach that uh the answer is yes um and i think it, it's back to some of the classic things of you're deep in a problem and and you are so deep into it that you're obsessing over it that's probably the time to go out and kind of walk the dog take a bike ride do something because it's it's invariably you know 
the case that you will you you will struggle so much that that you won't find the solution. You have to let your brain relax a little bit, and I know it's it's hard to believe that, um, but I, I found that to be true, and um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful advice or, or, or observation or not. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I mean, I think that this is what I find difficult about this is we actually all know the answer but knowing the answer and doing it are two very different things and that that counts for a lot of things in life you know you know the right way to deal with this is this but you just can't do it because of of whatever else and it's uh, and i and and you know you've got to at some point because you know i have just described you know if you if you allow what i have just described to go on for too long you know you end up in classic burnout and you know there was a a stage of um, a few years ago when we could all go to conferences um, and I know particularly towards the end of NS conference this was a very I'm going to use the word popular subject I don't know about the word popular it was it was a, a subject was talked about a lot you know is, is burnout is a very real thing um, and you know the interesting thing I always find about burnout is you know it's whenever you find yourself in it you've actually been able to see it coming for a long time and yet you still didn't manage to, to stop yourself and I guess uh, um, I, I would say I've probably never, you know, I, I've had times where I, I've used the phrase I'm burnt out, but I would, I've, I've probably never personally gone as far that, um, well, you might say burnout became breakdown. Um, maybe pretty close sometimes in my career, but but maybe not there. I don't know. Anyway, it's it recently, but you can always back say you, you could see it. You can see these things coming, and yet this, you know, we have this culture of, and, I, and it, it particularly, um, this is one of the things I dislike about the startup culture. This this hero of working till two in the morning, and and you know this this you know we go fast and don't don't slow down and all this. It's I, I don't believe that our industry necessarily has a creates a particularly healthy culture when it comes to this type of thing, which makes it even harder when you do find yourself. You know, at the beginning of these things, or on the edge of these things, or be able to identify some of the um, the warning signs that make you think, okay, I need to be careful here because this scenario is one that you know could turn into a spiral if you don't deal with it. Uh, and yet, the whole culture is almost like um, you know, you know, breaks breaks are for wimps and whatever else. So it's a yeah, it's um, it's a difficult one, and I think that's partially because you know. Um, I don't know what it is. I'd be speculating too much, but I do. I think thank I'm right in saying, in startup culture, that may be very different in other parts. If you work for a a big corporate, you know, or whatever else with tens of thousands of employees and in whatever else, maybe life is a very sedate pace. I don't know. Um, I've never worked in that scenario, and I guess I was being a con- being a contractor as well. Uh, not this isn't always the case, but you know, often contractors are brought in because shit's gone wrong and, so, <laughs> and now we want so, to make it wrong or, or or shit is late or shit's gone wrong and is late and therefore you you do find yourself in this position of you're dealing with often crap code that is already behind schedule and so i guess you and this is why one of the things you really should do as a contractor is, is if you're in that position is take a contract and once the contract ends take a break but most of us are not good at that um you know it's amazing the amount of contractors i meet who one of the reasons they went into contracting is because actually they'd have more control of their time, they'd like some time off, and you then speak to them and they're three years into it and they've taken less days vacation than they did in their old job type of thing. Um, 
So there we are. Another warning sign. Well, sorry, that was very depressing. I do apologize. No, it wasn't. Well, let's try and bring it up to happier subjects. But the one thing I was going to say is like, you know, a feature of pandemic time when everybody's locked in is that you see all these things swirling on outside uh, and and you you have limited control over it other than, you know, your your part in, in behaving responsibly. But I have found, you know, you're you're shut in, you know, you're you're living at work. And if something is is challenging you, and, and then and, and it's like, well, it's not like I have to put on clothes and go outside. So why don't I have a look at this? Take another whack at this problem. See if I can move it further along. And and in one hand, when you do make progress on it, it allows you to have that that human sensation, that that desirable human sensation of having had some success. Like. Mm took rock, took flint, made fire, mm, good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, it, especially if, if you're doing that outside London Holocaust, nuclear Holocaust thing where we've reverted back, you know, to the caveman era technology, but whatever, you know, the, it, and I think, it, but related to, to preventing burnout is also just, you know, is reminding yourself that that we live on much longer time scales. Your dog comes and wants attention. Your kid wants attention. You know, something about daily life comes across, and then you should do as I say, not as I do. Um, you know, take the time out to 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 prevent burnout by 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 engaging. Um, always easier said than done, though. It is, but still, we need to keep saying it. So there we are. All right. So th- I think that w- that was my my lazy transition to smiling puppies, and maybe we'll have to add some smiling puppies to the show notes so that we can bring this otherwise depressing turn <laughs> through. New- we will do because people seem to be a little bit upset that I was so angry with my dog last. Uh, oh right, last week. Oh, that's true. That's right. Yes. I forgot to, to yes. throw you under the bus for that. Yeah, you did. Yes. Um, even 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 our dear friend Georg commented on on my dog. <laughs> Oh, really? But, um, so, so, I'm sure he said something to that fact. Like, now do I need to? I need to beat you severely in this contest, and I also need to take ownership of your dog, who's clearly abused. Uh, no, he said, "Ha, huh, Mac Devnet is even throwing his lovely dog overboard <laughs> to try and win this coding competition." <laughs> Good. You know this 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 had been a gay org, you know, a, a big bad gay org free uh, podcast, but now it's not. Hi, Gary. That is true. That is true. We should charge him for the publicity, really, shouldn't we? I think so. Or he should charge us. I'll send it. Uh, this, this, this podcast is sponsored by Georg. There we go. Georg, <laughs> Georg, Georg. Everybody loves Georg. <laughs> if you want someone to tell you how shit you're doing at development and how much better he is doing, he will do it at very reasonable rates. <laughs> send 0. 0.07 Bitcoin to this address. <laughs> There we are. Well, there we are. We finish with a smile and a laugh. Yeah. What more can you ask for? John, if people want to smile and laugh at you, where should they do that? Well, they should find me in the place where it's all smiles and laughter all the time. Twitter, where I'm Jempe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to um, take control of your dog and, and otherwise correct all the mistakes <laughs> in your life, where might they do that? <laughs> Uh, my dog correctional facility is available on Twitter. Uh, well, you might as well just talk to Georg and let him pass it on to me. So that's fine. No, you can get hold of me as Mac Devnet, and I and I do truly love to hear from you. Apart from you, Georg. So mean. <laughs> I'm not the mean one. He's the one who's baiting me. He is. A, he is. I can't. Must on. not say he is a master baiter. <laughs> we we must not snigger at that puerile joke. <laughs> 
Right. Oh, I don't know who who was listening this week, but hopefully, hopefully they've um, they've not burnt out and they're still smiling because uh, this 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 show could take you down very quickly. So to apologise. Right. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. And until next time, you take care. Thank you.